Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Biggie. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. It is August 1st, 2022. My name is Matt McSweeney. This is the Hot Take Hot Box, of course, your favorite Philadelphia sports, MMA, whatever the the you know we'll save the expletives for later on in the podcast thank you for joining me as always we have some phillies to discuss a clean sweep of the pittsburgh pirates good teams taking care of business against bad teams not much to see here uh we have eagles training camp continues to roll on gave my official prediction last week birds going 13 and 4 this week cry about it 12 and 5 at the at the absolute lowest lowest possibility but We will get into all of it throughout this episode, episode number eighty-one. Shout out to T.O. This is this 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 is in dedication to T.O. doing sit-ups in his Moors outside his Moorestown house in the driveway. Phillies, let's get right into it. Why why waste any time? By the way, trade deadline. Uh, We are a little bit at the point of this recording of this podcast, a little over twenty-four hours away from the MLB trade deadline. The Padres just acquired Josh Hader, so. You know, we have teams that we, you know, the central teams that we are uh, focused on or, you know, we have to pay attention to, have a a keen eye on, are these teams in the wild card or, or, you know, around us in the wild card. It appears from uh, not not all reports, but I've heard some stuff back and forth. It's not good if you're the Giants, you are four games out of the wild card and you are thinking about selling and and you're listening to offers on Jock Peterson and, and guys that are supposed to be big parts of your team you got rumors of them wanting to trade Carlos Rondon uh you also have uh you know don't sleep on the Giants trading for Juan Soto so it doesn't seem like they really know what's going on there or or what the hell they want to do it they they you know they're three uh, three of uh three wins in their last 10 games uh they've won their last two but they played the Cubs who I, I can't even we can't even talk too much shit because the Cubs absolutely cooked us but Say all that to say that you know that's pretty much them and the Car- the Cardinals, the Padres, you know, Braves. Those are the teams you're looking at uh, in, in competition um, to try and get into the playoffs and get a bet you know a better position in the playoffs. This what you know this wild card. There's three three teams that are going to make it. You want to have a home game if you have that opportunity. Uh, Phillies right now eight games above 500. Like I said, took care of business this week against the Pirates. The Padres traded for Josh Hader. Uh, there's big names on the market. The Phillies are being connected to quite a few names. We will get into all of that on the second, uh, not even the second half, but on the later half of this Phillies discussion. First, I want to get into some of the games from this past week. Just discuss some of the things I'm noticing, what I'm seeing, how I'm feeling. Familia should never pitch for the Phillies. We've been saying that on this podcast for weeks, months on end. Don't care how much you paid that guy. You have he he is absolutely a key contributor to loot. Like he he's an active ingredient in losing games. When you throw him in there, it's just like throwing gasoline on a fire. It's if you want it to happen, if you want to make this fire burn even brighter, then throw Familia, throw a Familia match in there, and and the shit gets ignited, man. Like he. Always finds a way. He either is walking guys or he's throwing pitches where balls are being rocketed off of, off the bat. I mean, even yesterday in in the Sunday game, 
they throw him in there because it, it, it's a six run. The same thing they did the other night. They're just trying to get this guy. You know, they're they're trying to get some use out of him. They're they're trying to throw him in in these uh, non consequential opportunities and games and, and try to get him right and maybe get some sort of production out of him. Like you know, all right, we'll work on him here in a six run, seven run game. So maybe later on we could work. You know, bring him in in the three run game. Bring him in when we need him. You know, when, in a more high leverage positions or situations. No. Game after game, you know, appearance after appearance, he continues to just give up runs, it seems. And, you know, for a while, he was, you know, in July, he wasn't pitching that bad. If you go through all of his July appearances, uh, no earned runs, no earned runs, one, uh, zero and a third of an inning, uh, one and two thirds of an inning, zero, zero and uh, one inning. You know, and then he, and then finally we got, we were giving up five runs on July twenty eighth. So yeah, that that's the that's the beginning of this Pirates series. Let's get into that. The Phils win eight seven on Thursday night. Take care of business against Zach Thompson and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Zach Thompson gives up seven earned runs in five and two thirds innings. Phils were able to get bats from from pretty much everyone. Everyone in the starting lineup got a hit. You know, Schwarber had two, Hoskins had two, Bohm had two, who's absolutely on, on a nuclear hot streak. Uh, Derek Hawley had a triple. Castellanos had three hits. Huge, huge, huge to get started, you know, hopefully get him going. Stott had one, Gregorius had one, Vierling had two, even Stubbs, Stubbsies had two. Uh, I'm one hit, I'm sorry. One hit, two Ks. Uh, that's not good. He's the only guy who struck out multiple times. But, Wheeler, you get seven innings, two earned runs. Just a, you know, a quality, quality. The Phil's down the stretch here are going to have to pretty much win 90% of the Wheeler Nola games, you know, like it, it just, that's where they're at, especially if they're not going to go out and get one of these pitchers that they're being linked to. Uh, I even heard Syndergaard's name even uh, thrown around, which is a, a big name, not necessarily production to match with it this season, uh, not striking guys out the way he has in, in years past and velocities down and yada, yada, yada. Maybe you could get him for cheaper than you would have gotten, you know, would have gotten him before. But is it going to be worth it? Is he's not going to cost what uh, Kyle Gibson would have cost per se? But it, it seems like the Phillies are looking for a guy who can pitch in the uh, pitch in the playoffs. So a game three or four starter is what the rumor is. Right now, you have Ranger Suarez who could pitch one of those games. You need another guy. We've been saying that they need another guy. Hopefully, they go out and get another guy. Uh, Knable comes in in that eighth inning, shuts the door, uh, you know, only allows one walk. But then they bring Familia in, and Familia, five earned runs, four hits, walks a guy. He just gets hit around the yard over and over again. And the thing is with Familia especially, like I said, the balls are, are being rocketed off of him. It's not these little rinky-dink singles for the most part. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not I'm speaking in generalities for the most part here, but singles, triples, you know, this game he wasn't even giving up the home runs. I tell you, I, you guys have heard, if you listen to this podcast, I continue to bring up that Texas Rangers game where they brought him in, and he served up like four home runs, five home runs on a given night. It, it, it's, he's just not, he's not a good major league pitcher anymore. I, I don't know, I mean, he at some point must have been serviceable to get $5 million from us. Uh, it seems like we are the only team that just continues to get worked over in the free agent market on these uh, on these bullpen arms. I, I, I don't know if the fan, fans of another team could come in and let me know. I mean, we got David Robertson barely. I mean, was he pitched one inning, one, one, one month for us? 
of his three-year contract and then never throws again. Now we have Familia, who's got a 6.09 ERA, just just getting killed around the yard nonstop. And the Phils, to to their um, to their own doing, just continue to bring him in. And Thompson just continues to go to him. And now I'm glad he's moved him out of these high, high, high leverage situations. Obviously, but uh, he's not even trustworthy in in, in these other situations the these less uh high leverage these games where you think that there's really no consequence to bringing him in he almost loses you a game on thursday night single-handedly almost loses you a game and, and, and it's just i mean you go one third and give up five runs you're just you can't get an out that 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 in itself is just like what what are we doing here you know like he he's just automatically now if you bring him in you're counting on him giving up a run he couldn't get three outs in the ninth inning of a seven-run baseball game. We 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 can't. I, I get. Listen, I get it. Um, I'm sorry. It was a it was a six-run game, but we can't keep doing this. We can't keep taking these chances and throwing a guy at like he. At, at what point do you just pull the plug and say, "Listen, man, he's not giving us anything. He's not making our team better." You can't trust him out of the bullpen. You just have to move on to another, to you know, to other other avenues or, or other resources. You can't continue to just go back to the well and expect a different result. This is literally the definition of insanity. Over and over again, we throw this guy out there, and he continues to give us the same result now. Now, the, now, Josh Hader was just traded for. He's got like a 12 ERA in this month. So I saw something, uh, a tweet along the lines of that, where he's just getting hit around in July, but uh, not really comparable when you uh, when you go to the fact that he hadn't like given up a run in 11 months before that, and, and he fi- finally, you know, finally ha- had a bad month out of 11 months. Uh, Familia has been bad all season long, all season long. So. There you go. He almost blows that game. They have to bring in Sir Anthony, which you know, in theory, could have killed them if they needed. Uh, if, if they had to go back to a, you know, they went back to Sir Anthony the next night. But if it was a situation where the bullpen was getting run down, I mean, the next night you had to throw Bailey Falter. Uh, you know, like you're kind of uh, playing with fire there when you know you're gonna. It, it, when Bailey Falter's on the mound, you know it's probably gonna be a bullpen situation, or, or you're gonna need the. You're gonna need. Uh, a lot of these bullpen arms to be fresh and ready to go, and especially a Sir Anthony who wound up throwing, uh, you know, and doing well. He got he got the win in this game, but point is, you're playing with fire. It's just a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous game to uh, have guys like Familia in there that are untrustworthy to the, the maximum degree, and you're asking them to. I don't even know. Like you're just asking them to do their job and be some sort of a competent Major League Baseball player, Major League Baseball pitcher, and he's just not that. Brad Hand, on the other hand, who is a – that's a, look at that. How about that? Brad Hand, on the other hand, I mean, that's just some elite shit. 199 ERA. He's been very, very solid, very good this season. That's, <laughs> that's more than solid. He's been above, above average. And, you know, Jose Alvarado spent a little time down in the minors since you brought him back up. He's been better, but he's still, still, that's a guy with a 5'10 ERA. That's not, you know, that's not exactly uh, elite stuff. That's no Brad Hand. Dominguez, 
another guy who has been extremely solid, a one six seven ERA, who they refuse to really just leave in the closer position. Uh, all you know, for the most part, all season he's only blown one save. He's got he only got six saves this season. Uh, but this one was like a uh, uh, an extra inning game. Um, you know, the, the Phillies kind of were sleepwalking for a majority of this game. They were down early. They were down two nothing. They get runs from Schwarber and Hein Hoskins in the seventh inning to tie the game, and then Hoskins steps up and hits a homer in the tenth. They bring Brogdon in, and he shuts the door. Phils get that win. That's three in a row now. Move on to Saturday, which is a Fox game, a national televised game. I believe uh, Suarez was on the mound for this. He goes six six innings uh, scoreless. Alvarado comes in, gives up one run, but other than that, Bellotti and Canable with a two out or with a two inning uh, performance. That has been a uh, extremely positive uh, outcome from some of these games here in July. Has been the fact that you 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 don't really have that um, mandatory need f- for bullpen arms. You know, like you you have gotten good pitching from the Canables, the Dominguez's. The Brad Hands, even even a uh, Andrew Bellotti who who threw in this game as well, has been serviceable. You know, like Bellotti has not been necessarily as elite as these other guys, but a three fifteen ERA when you bring him in, you don't have that gloom and doom feeling as soon as he touches the field. Phils are able to get a run there in the tenth. Canable comes back out, shuts the door for the Phils. And they have three in a row, four in a row wins, uh, three wins off of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then Sunday they show up and blow the doors off of uh, JT Brubaker and the boys. You get a nice solid performance from Nola, six innings, one earned run, eight Ks. Mark Appel comes in the game, gives, see, this is what I'm talking about though. You could even, uh, guys like a Mark Appel, now, Right now, you can't say, oh, I'm going to throw him in a playoff game. But like at this point in the season, in big, you know, in games where the, the lead is so big and you just, like, again, uh, non-high leverage, non-really consequential outings, you can throw a guy like that in there and get him some confidence to slowly work him into the fold. Maybe you can count on him later on in the season, you know? Familia, they bring him back in here uh, on Sunday. He gives up a run, uh, but he's able to get them to ground into a double play on a ball that almost went through Didi's chest. He's just lucky that he was standing in the right spot. The ball was rocketed off the bat, and the Phils get out of this one, eight to two. Uh, Boehm had four hits. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about uh, Castellanos got hot throughout this whole series. Uh, I don't exactly. I mean, he had four hits in this game. Boehm had four hits in this game. Schwarber had a home run. Real Muto had three hits. Stott had two hits. Veerling had two hits. Uh, you know, Sunday, or, you know, like just throughout the whole week, uh, Castellanos did not have a good day on Saturday, Friday. I think he had a good, good game, right? Two hits. Yeah, like, so that that's what we need from Castellanos. I, I, I've been banging, banging the drum for him and Real Muto at some point to break out of the funk that they have been in seemingly all season long. I know they've had their, their little. Uh, spurts here and there and, and good feelings from time to time. But it, it, it's just not, uh, it, it has not been sustained. You know, it, it is not a, 
you don't leave feeling, damn, JT's back or, or Castellanos is back. As soon as you start to believe that, he just turns and grounds into these two are, are double play machines. We'll grind into a double play in the eighth inning of a game where you need a run or you need to move these guys. And, you know, what I'm saying like they just have been extremely uh, un- un- untrustworthy when it comes to production. Uh, you know, just do, doing the uh, job that they were expected to do coming into the season, uh, moving runners, producing, you know, pow- power numbers, especially from a Castellanos. Even Romuto has not given us much of anything in, in the power department. So at, at the very least, uh, you know, we, we, we can only hope for, I, I mean, like I said, it doesn't need to be home runs. Uh, JT doubles down the line. Of Remuta, or I'm sorry, uh, Castellanos looping a ball uh, over the shortstop's head, scoring a run. Like that's how they were able to jump out on the Pirates yesterday. It was just those guys all producing. You know what they get? They got two runs to start the game, and then you know it's two nothing. Uh, they, the Pirates bounce back a little bit, and then the Phillies blow it open in the fifth inning, and that's it. You know that. Thanks for coming, Schwarber, Homer, uh, a Castellanos uh, RBI, another Bryson Stott RBI. Matt Veerling RBI, Adubel Herrera RBI. Like then, then you know we get going. We get one good inning, and that's it. That's all. That's all you really need. Just continue to pass the bat. It doesn't all need to be home runs. They only hit two home runs yesterday. Boom, and and you know towards the end of a game when it was pretty much out of it, and and Schwarber to make it a three-one game. Doesn't need to be all home runs like we've been saying all season long. It would be nice. It would be nice. But it's not sustainable. It's not realistic. This is the way. This is the way good teams win baseball games. They pass the bat. That's that. That's what needs to happen. And it's good to see the Phils take care of business. I know I asked for three of four, and I got I got a sweep. I know I said I'm not, and we're not in the position. You know, we're not hot like that again. I'm not going to ask for a sweep of, of the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's you know, it's just tough, especially after we just got worked over by the Cubs. But the Phils went out there and took care of business. They won some close games. They won, you know, a couple of those games could have slipped away, especially on Saturday or Friday or Saturday. They did not. They played extra innings. They took care of business against a team that they should take care of business against. And, again, I know some of the detractors or the naysayers will say, oh, it's the Pirates. It doesn't really matter. Do this against this team or that team. But, like, I like I continue to yell at the wall here on this podcast the good teams take care of business against the bad teams. And that's how those records become so lopsided. You're going to lose games here or there against the good teams. You're going to lose games, period. But if you can put five together or, or a sweep of the Pirates or the Nationals, um, then that you know that, that starts to add up, dude. That, that It really does. And it will lend itself to us making the playoffs if we can continue to do that throughout the stretch run here. Take care of business against the Nationals. Take care of business against the Marlins. You know, the, those teams uh, of, of that nature, then we, we, will be, uh, we, we will be fine. Especially as it pertains to our playoff chances or, or, or playoff hopes. Uh, that will go a long way. Uh, we're obviously going to play some some really good teams down here. The stretch. I mean, we have a series starting tomorrow against the Braves. We got a four game series going into the weekend against the Nats. Um, you know, we got Marlins, uh, Mets, obviously the Reds, who are not a great baseball team. Uh, you know, we have the Mets again. We have the Reds again at home. 
uh, Pirates again. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, through August, even the Diamondbacks, who are not a good team either, they're not bad, but they're not good either. They should take care of business. Then we got to head out west to go play the Giants, Marlins, Nats, Marley. You know, like, it's all there. It's all there for the taking for the Phillies. Uh, there's obviously going to be games again, you know, where you play the Braves. You're going to play your your division opponents, and those are kind of uh, toss-ups. You don't know whether, you know, you just can't get swept in those series. You have to, you know, you obviously want to win two or three or, you know, maybe even, cl- you know, clear a sweep here every, every once in a while, whatnot, get hot, get hot, get hot, you know what I'm saying? But you have to. If you're going to make the playoffs and make this run, make this serious run, you're going to have to take care of business. They even have another Cubs series. All those teams I just named, there's a, a, a very, uh, that schedule lends us to make the playoffs and take care of business. That, 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 that's the focus right now. And that's what they need to be doing. Just continue to put these games behind them. And, and it starts this week. It starts this week with the Braves. The Phillies will need to take care of business against the Braves, at least win one of these games. They got another Spencer Strider start who is, that man's a problem. Okay, he he's he's very good, uh, throwing hundred plus, you know, high nineties, uh, just nasty, nasty shit throwing. So I, I'm not gonna get too worked up if they are, you know, they come out and lay an egg tomorrow. But they do have a Zach Wheeler, Charlie Morton game again. Uh, so let's do it. You know, let, let let's let, let, let's let's get after it, man. What what are we scared of? Five in a row, six of our last ten. Uh, Phil's continue to bounce back, show that they are a bounce back sort of team. Never say die. We're never out of any game, and we're not just going to quit on this season. Just when the chips uh, are down and we look like we're out of it, we're going to win five in a row against, you know, of course, teams that we should. But, hey, like I said before, and like the, the, the difference between this team and years in the past is the the old teams, the Gabe Kaplers, the last year's team would have melted uh, you know, it's still not August yet, but the, uh, uh, these teams would have been, we would have been losing three of four to the Pirates, or, or, or we would have split the series with the Pirates, and been disgusted and said, man, when we miss the playoffs, we'll look back at a series like this, and that's why we didn't make the playoffs, so, you know, and, and we, but the thing was, when those series would be over, you have like four or five series throughout the season that you could look back, especially down the stretch, and say, damn, that's a series we missed an opportunity on. That's a series we missed the opportunity on. And even given all that, the Phils still had an opportunity three games back last year against the Braves. Series starts, they get cooked. They get swept. And it's just, thanks for coming. You Not not a serious team, not a serious playoff team. And they weren't. This year, I feel differently. And I hope that the Phils continue to show that they are a serious baseball team and they should be taken seriously uh, down the stretch. Breaking news coming in uh, while while I sit here and talk to you. Uh, Frankie Montas is going to the Yankees. So that is a guy off the board for the Phillies to make a move for. Uh, obviously, Phillies looking for a starter of some sort. It is not going to be Frankie Montas. Uh, unaware of what he is going back that way. But obviously, when you have teams like the Yankees, their farm systems are fucking disgusting. They can kind of trade whoever they want, and it's like a drop in the bucket. It's a, it is what it is. Uh, we'll have no effect. They still have these ridiculous prospects. Shout out to Volpe, uh, who my friend is a Yankees fan. Camp, uh, huge, huge fan of the podcast. Fucking loves this guy more than he does uh, 
just pretty much anyone on the world. So in the world, so the Yankees have prospects. Uh, Dominguez, they think they have. Uh, who knows who they're trading in this? Uh, it still hasn't come out yet. But yeah, you know that's just a, one last guy for the Phillies to go get. Bryce Harper had the pins removed from his thumb today. The Phillies consider the fracture to be healed. Harper will continue his rehab and start a hitting progression soon. So that's huge news. Very good news. Hopefully. Uh, we can move up. I, I said September would probably be a logical uh, time, you know, period or, or whatnot to expect a Bryce Harper return. Hopefully, we can move that up. Maybe last week of August, uh, just get him in here as soon as possible. It looks like Gene Segura will be back at some point this week. Uh, maybe he is there for the Braves game tomorrow. Maybe he skips those two and waits for the Nat series at home. Uh, I don't know what that means for the infield, uh, what they're going to do. Uh, it probably means that Didi and, and Bryson are going to split time uh, for, for, I don't, I, I see, I, I struggle with that because I would just rather them somehow get Didi out of here, let Bryson play there as much as possible, and then uh, platoon them, him and Camargo. You get Camargo some at-bats, uh, maybe against some really uh, good lefties and, and shit, of the, like, shit like that, but... I think if you really want to be successful, not only now but in the long term, you gotta play Stott as much as possible. I mean that that's that's one of your guys who you're hoping becomes a, a cornerstone of your franchise. It's highly touted prospect guy who has struggled at times this year, but it seems like he's starting to figure it out here. The more reps he's gotten and the later on the, in the season. That we've gone, I mean, like we've talked about on here, he at one point was at 168. Like the 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 average was what was in trouble, and now he's all the way up to 198. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, that this is the and uh, and I, I I discussed it last week. Uh, you know, you know, I like to repeat myself on here. Uh, it's not like if Didi were hitting 250, 260, 270 and, and lighting the world on fire, then we wouldn't have this conversation. Bryson needs to sit down or go back to AAA, and, and we just continue to play Didi. But Didi has one home run, and he's hitting 210. So it's not exactly a, uh upgrade, if it is at all. Uh, you know, I think Bryson's got the better glove, and, and I just think he's the better player and gives you the best opportunity to win baseball games at this point. I don't. I, I. Yeah. I just hope. I hope they're able to figure that out. They have so many infielders. They just traded for an uh, Ed, Edmundo Sosa, who his claim to fame is hitting the uh, first base umpire. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure he has a better claim to fame. But that that to me, every time I see that video, I get a nice chuckle. But the Phils. I say all that to say the Phils have a lot of infield. Uh, you know, interior infield, shortstop, second base. Uh, options going on there. Uh, something has to give, and, and I don't know if they're loading the depth up so that they can make a move of some sort and throw one of these guys in or two of these guys, or you know, if they these guys have any value, maybe ship them off the way that that you know Sosa kind of got shipped off for JoJo Romero. It, it I don't know. It, it just that's a lot a lot of guys. Even a Maton who's killing it in AAA. Who it seems like every time they bring him up, he is at least serviceable, at the very least, you know? So it just leads me to believe that Didi is going to be the odd man out uh, in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if he gets – I don't think he'll get sent down. They have too much respect for him. I think he's just going to be a, a bench guy. 
and I don't know. I really hope he is. Truly, it's not a negative to him. I just think the team is better when they play these other guys. They're more dynamic. They're just a better team. I don't think Didi has it anymore, and uh, that 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 saddens me because when we first got him, he was he was electric, and and he was he was a key piece of what was going on here. But the times have changed. He's had a knee injury that seem that has seemingly lingered on all season long. Seems like we're just waiting for a bounce back. That's never going to happen, you know. I, I, it's just, it's not going to happen. And I hope the Phillies understand that and realize that, and they can keep it moving and keep moving forward with the future. And I'm not a big, you know, like I'm not doing this just for the future. This, this helps us here and now, and it helps us both in the future. It just, I don't think Didi's the answer. It looks like Trey Mancini is going to the Astros as well. Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. I There's a lot uh, of names being thrown around back and forth. The Reds have put a high price on Tyler Maley. And if the Phillies do not offer one of their top pitching prospects, which is hard to envision, they are likely to be outbid. Uh, it seems like that's going to be the case for a lot of these uh, available uh, quote-unquote arms. That tweet is from Matt Gelb. That's in response to a quote tweet. Teams have this is from Jason Stark. Teams that have talked to the Phillies say they've backed off on bullpen, which I kind of discussed because you're getting production from a good amount of guys. You don't necessarily need bullpen the way you did early in the season. Now this could be fool's gold, but we will find out. It's not a pressing need as much as this starter now is because the Phillies need a starter. Like I told, like we've t- talked about on here. Bailey Falter can't be starting games down the stretch. He can't be starting any sort of game of consequence, and the Phillies can't be holding on to him. Teams that have talked to the Phillies have backed off on a bullpen and are shopping for a starter who can start a playoff game. They've been in on Syndergaard. Uh, Maley, like I said, I've heard them connected to Quintana, but like last year, Dave Dombrowski values control over rentals. But I've also heard, this is also Jason Stark, but I've also heard from multiple teams that the Phillies haven't just said no on their top two, uh, 100, two top 100 pitching prospects, Painter and Abel, but have also said no on Griff McGarry, Ben Brown, and Logan Ohapi. Hard to see how they can trade for a game three or four type starter without including one of those three. So that, that, that would be the bottom three of McGarry, Brown, and Ohapi. Now, I think that that's obviously just, for the most part, posturing. And, and, you know, Phils are not going to easily just give away these prospects, especially with the deadline coming down. These teams are going to want to make moves on some of these guys. So, you know, you're going to hope that the price goes down and you could pull a Yankees, a Dodgers, a Astros and get them for your, uh, you know, seventh, eighth, uh, you know, middle of the of the teens, you know, guys like that uh, in your ranking se- of your prospect ranking system because you don't see the Yankees giving up their number one prospect, their number two, their, number, their top five prospects for Frankie Montas or any of the guys they move. Their farm systems are so deep that those other guys are valued so high they can just throw them in there and it doesn't really, like I said, drop in the bucket. It doesn't really kill them or hurt them. Uh, for for the most part, I mean, f- f- at all because they'll they'll just they'll just spawn another one. They just create another monster to come up and, and be a dynamic player. They have so many. Their scouting departments are so good that they can just continue to, you know, not only scout these guys but then develop them once they get them and turn them into high quality major league players or at least high quality prospects that you can. 
sell at their highest value. You know, like they, it just how many times have we seen the Yankees make deals like this? Trade prospects that aren't aren't at the top, get a high quality major league baseball player to just plug in and, and for their stretch run and just let's roll with it. You know, got Ben Attendee. Got Frankie Montas, and it seems like their prospect, their their hierarchy is just remains intact. Phillies, obviously, like we've talked about, don't have that sort of prospect system, but we should be able to get a certain level of player without uh, you know mortgaging the future or, or just uh, leaving leaving the cupboard barren per se. So the Phils, you know, are what's it called linked to a couple different starters I don't know who they're going to get or, or what they're going to be able to pull off the Luis Castillos of the world uh he went to the Seattle Mariners so you know like the, they're running out of names here and they're running out of certain guys that they can go out and get I I mean Syndergaard is a name obviously that just it's fun it's exciting uh, I've been told he's not as good this year, but his ERA is still under four. He's still 64 Ks. He's thrown 80 innings. He, you know, obviously not that the same. You know, Thor, uh, you know, ridiculous talent throwing a hundred plus uh, every game. He's not that guy necessarily anymore. But I th- obviously he's much better than what we have going on. I think that it will all come down to how. What is the cost? I'm not giving up one of those prospects for him. You have one more year left on his deal. Not even one more. It's like the he's the expiring contract. He'll be out of here at the end of the season, in theory, unless they were going to bring him back and he was able to pitch much better. But you don't the longevity of a guy like that, especially a fireball sort of pitcher like that. You don't. I'm not going to project and say whether they would sign him or not. You're viewing him as a rental. He is going to be here for the next two months, hopefully three. And you are going to try to get the most out of him that you possibly can with a rotation of Nola, Wheeler, Syndergaard, Suarez, and Gibson. And you just roll with it and see what you can do there. You know, I, I, I in theory, would like to think that Gibson could throw in the playoffs, but... He, you just again, he's another guy you can't trust, and I don't know if you can really trust Noah Syndergaard at this point in his career. Are you you can't not trust him. He's he's better. Let me just basically, I don't want to come out here and sound like I'm saying something crazy. He's better than Kyle Gibson. All right, there you go. I'll, I'll put my hand up, hand to God. There, uh, I think he's better than Kyle Gibson at this point. Okay. But just how much better, how much is it going to cost? All these things are important to know. Tyler Maley, now that's a little bit more intriguing. And that's mainly due to the fact that he has an extra year of control. Next year is an arbitration year for him. But, you know, still a guy with a 440 ERA, striking out more people than um, Syndergaard. But that's also on 20 more innings. But the numbers, um, I believe the average would even still equal out more. Uh, It's just, again, I think Syndergaard would probably cost less, so that would be my option first. And if if the Reds want these high-valued prospects and I'm just not willing to do it, the only thing I'm thinking is just the price and not giving up these future pitching. Not... Not that I'm against giving up, like ever, like for just for the right guy. Like I'm not going all in on a Noah Syndergaard or Tyler Maley to, you know, 
just think that they're going to be the end all be all and save be be a a, a rock in our rotation. I mean, Syndergaard, if you go through a couple of those games where he's been blown up a few times, five runs, only given you know only going four innings here, you know, a two inning performance there. It's not exactly been rock solid. Neither have neither have any anyone, you know. So I I I just you can tell the trepidation that I have. Uh, just getting excited about uh, most of these guys. And then maybe, hopefully, Phils can get a uh, center fielder or another another guy out there. I don't even know if they need that anymore because it appears it's going to be O'Double and Veerling out in center field for the most part, uh, Schwarber and Castellanos in the corners, and you know Harper, when he comes back, will be the DH, and I doubt he'll be uh, be able to... Uh, play the field. I know that's his goal, but I wouldn't even mess with that. I'd rather just have him be the DH, and then we'll deal with that in the off season. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much all the Phillies talk I have for you. Uh, the training camp continues to roll on for the Eagles. I'm not going to get too uh, worked up or excited about this. I, I just, you know, people talking about Jalen Hurts hasn't looked good. He's having a good day of practice. That day of practice. You shouldn't. Uh, let me just throw this out there to all you out there. You shouldn't get too worked up by hearing all this nonsense. Uh, a lot of it is irrelevant. It has uh, zero uh, value come regular season. Uh, this is their practice. They are working on things. They are trying to get better. They have uh, a whole month before these games matter. Uh, they will have plenty of time to work out the kinks and and work on things. I'm not saying it means they're going to be great or it has. Uh, it's just maybe zero value, maybe 15%. I'm just not enough for me to even get worried about or have it register on my radar. I, I, I'm just not – I don't have the energy or, or, or the the care to get worked up about Jalen Hurts throwing interceptions on seven-on-seven seven drills at the NovaCare Center. I, I just – I don't care. I saw what Jalen Hurts can do in the game. I saw his – his positives, his negatives. I just want to see, has he gotten better at uh, scanning the field, going through his progressions, being a better pocket passer, and just being an overall better quarterback and thrower of the football? That's the the difference that I'm going to need to see this year. I have told you all, I'm on record. You can go through all these podcasts. I am not the biggest believer in Jalen Hurts and his ability to become that quarterback that we need him to be, but I am hoping all right, I am a fan, number one, and all, number one, uh, and then evaluator uh, slash pundit uh, number two. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, convinced that he can be the player that we need him to be, but I certainly am rooting for him. I'm an Eagles fan, so I hope he can make those necessary steps and take his game to the next level. And obviously, the Eagles have equipped themselves with a backup plan uh, in draft picks and the and the the NFL draft next year and just the, they have the ammo to go and make a move for another quarterback. If that is what they want to do. So that will be it. Uh, Sixers. There's not much news there other than uh, the, they're going to get in trouble. Probably they're going to have to pay a fine for tampering with PJ Tucker and the uh, Daniel house. So <laughs> hopefully that was worth it. Um, I don't know how this tampering works, if they're going to lose a draft pick of some sort or whatnot, maybe a second rounder, blah, blah, blah. I know the Patriots always lose draft picks for cheating and uh, you know whatnot. It doesn't seem to affect them. They just the, – the, the, the train stops for no one. 
I don't really care that much. And the six, or I, I talked about Sixers. The Flyers are going to be very, very bad this season. And Philadelphia got WrestleMania, so that that's the that's the news in Philadelphia. I can't wait for that WrestleMania forty at the at Lincoln Financial Field. You know it's going to rain or it's going to be a shitty day that day because that's Philadelphia. It's not always sunny in Philadelphia, contrary to popular belief. That will wrap it up for the hot take hot box. I will have a post. Trade deadline discussion this week. Uh, I will have the Deem on, hopefully, but at the end of the week, we will have another Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast to talk about UFC 277 and Amanda Nunes getting her women's bantamweight title back. Brandon Moreno taking care of business. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll make a couple adjustments on the on the gambling list and, and just. We have to be better. We have to be better. Uh, I have to be better. Ty's been killing it recently, but. That is it. Any questions, concerns, comments, hit me up at A5. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Have a nice day, everyone. Uh, Thank you for listening. and Go Birds.